it's uh, 4 a.m. somewhere. Either Britain hasn't gone to sleep or I just waking up. But regardless, it's 4 a.m. I'm I'm your, I guess, host of this 4 a.m. hour. Britain, don't do that. I'm gonna yawn. Uh, I would be, you know, the trash man, Andrew. Also known as the ultimate shit poster, as we learned today, that I'm a dink and rompa character. Yeah, and, you and, were doing and, the pose. Because I, I just have this instinct when I take pictures, I just do the pose. And with me, I have the, the meme maker himself. Yes, Brent. the meme maker. Hello, how's it going? So, uh, Brent, what are you doing up at 4 a.m.? Well, let me tell you, I got a lot of stuff going on at 4 a.m. Uh, I played a little bit more Judgment. Judgment. About uh, three hours ago or so. Mm-hmm. Um, I was right at the end of chapter two and I played up. I was just getting ready to walk into the VR board game room. Oh, boy. Yeah, because I think you said something about how, like, you get a lot of money doing that. <clears throat> so later on, like, when you get, like, some later on in the later boards, uh, if you play it right, you can walk out easily with, like, a million yen. Damn, okay. It's easily breakable and it's a fun time. Yeah, uh, so I haven't walked in there yet, but I'm like, you know, I I finished off a bunch of stuff recently, you know, kind of waiting for Astral Chain to come out. Let me get back to something that I've been playing, try to finish it up. Astral uh, Chain, yeah. oh, that comes out uh, five days, isn't it? Yep, on Friday. <sighs> See, I haven't pre-ordered it. And part of me wants ah. to pick it up day one, but I can't afford it right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got it pre-ordered at Best Buy. Uh, should be getting here while I'm at work. Super nice. excited for that. Uh, yes, yeah, so I just played like a little bit of that. Uh, it's still pretty good. I'm liking the story. I'm kind of wondering where it's going so far. Uh, I found that ninja guy who oh. says believe it at the end of every all of his sentences. Oh, oh, oh I think it's, it's Ryan something. I can't Yeah, remember. yeah. It's like, yeah, it's, yeah, I th- I think it's like a white guy or something, but uh, mm-hmm, he was is. like, he was hanging off the side of a building. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you found me with my ultimate camouflage. I'm like, oh, you weren't that hard to spot, you know? Yeah, it's, it's great. Yeah. Um. Then, uh, so something else came out, uh, Metal Wolf Chaos. Are you familiar with Metal Wolf Chaos? Uh, no, please tell me about it. All right, so... Back uh, when the original Xbox was coming out in Japan, Mm -hmm. uh, Microsoft wanted to get some Japanese game developers to make some games for it. One of them was from Software, you know, the makers of Dark Souls. They made a game called Metal Wolf Chaos, where you play as the President of the United States piloting a mech to defeat the evil Vice President. Is it the Dark Souls of Metal Metal Gear Solid games? Sure. (laughs) Look, I'm I'm just saying, like, these sound like Metal Gear right that's why i was just like hold yeah. on um so it never came out in the west right. uh and it kind of became like a meme game because all of the dialogue is in english and everything and it has a really funny dub but devolver digital and some other company put it out on pc ps4 and xbox one and i played a little bit of that uh, the new port based devolver digital yeah so kind of from a port standpoint it's fine you know it's an original xbox game it's locked to 30 fps probably because some of the game logic is kind of based on that. Right. Um, so there's that, and it really does play like a game from that era, so it's not, you know, the deepest thing ever. Uh, it's not, you know, like, it doesn't play horribly or anything. It plays just fine. And, yeah, so the port overall is fine, but uh, the game's 
pretty fun. Uh, it's the whole draw of it is it's incredibly like wacky story and it's English script. So you'll have like the president, he jumps out of the front of the white house, just shouting, let's party. So it was and Bill then, Clinton. Okay. So we're in the nineties. Mm, uh, it's, I think it's in like the 2040s or something like that. Oh, so yeah. it's future Bill Clinton. Got it. Yeah. Uh, the game opens up with this opening text monologue that's like, freedom is dead in America. Oh, no. And talking about how, like, the vice president is taking over the country, the evil vice president, Richard Hawk. Uh, he has his own mech, and the president pilots Metal Wolf Chaos. Uh, and, you know, he's trying to take America back. And, you'll, and it's like, it's, it's very much like a game or a story that's set in America made by people who only know America, like through pop culture and the news and stuff. It, so would you say the prison's trying to make America great again? Yeah. <laughs> um, actually the website Devolver Digital made for this game is mech America great again. Yeah. Um, so like Love I it. entered this, I, I entered this one level and uh, it's on it's on Alcatraz because they're charging the Alcatraz cannon to destroy San Francisco. And so, and so, uh, and so you have to go stop them. And then like, uh, and then you get on the Island and the president's like, I'll smash this harder than a Florida recount. <laughs> and just stuff like that. There's a, I haven't gotten to it yet, but I know there's a part, I think it's like when you get to Miami where they talk about the white slavery, Look. how how they're shipping a th like a thousand people a day to other to other countries to further the advancement of white slavery like i'm kind of having a little bit of g gundam flashbacks here when you said the alcatraz <laughs> cannon because i'm just rem remembering the statue of liberty cannon. <laughs> the statue of liberty cannon just watch g gundam is great i should i have it uh i have it saved on a hard drive uh, but yeah, it's a it's a fun goofy mech game. It's like twenty five bucks. PC port runs great. Don't know about PS four or Xbox One. Haven't heard anything about it. But uh, yeah, it's a pretty solid port. Like I really want to pick this up now. It seems like a fun time. Oh, it is. Yeah, like it's <clears throat> like it's just pretty goofy and like it plays pretty solid too. Nice. Uh, yeah, definitely recommended. Um, so last episode I talked about uh, Shadow Hearts two. Ah, uh, yes, the fairy PS Boy Scout, man. Yes, where you fight the founder of the Boy Scouts uh, wearing a fursuit. What I didn't know is that whenever you beat him and finish that side quest, you get him as a summon. Okay. Yeah, and he just kind of comes out and, like, I think, I'm trying to remember, I think he hits the enemy with a hammer or something. I don't know. But I think I stopped right before uh, the whole side quest, like, sweep and, you know, finishing the game and stuff. I did all the side quests except for one of them, which was just a little too hard because it did the whole thing where, uh, hey, we're gonna uh, we're gonna force you to use party members that maybe you haven't leveled up all the way and stuff like that. Um, it's <clears throat> the war it's really bad. Like all, so every character has their own side quest, right? right? And uh, you know, it's not too bad, but um, this one that I was doing, it's for uh, the. Your party member, his name is Joachim. He is the vampire professional wrestler. Oh, yes, the John Cena family. Yep. And you have to fight his master, and his master makes a 100-story-tall boxing ring tower. Uh, 
and you're climbing up all of the you know all the floors of the tower and once you get to the end every single party member has like their own floor that they do by themselves i got all the way to the end and then i died and i'm like all right i'm just not gonna do it uh i I finished it though uh it's a pretty good game i mentioned how it continues off of the bad ending of shadow hearts one Mm-hmm. So I was kind of soured on that, but after beating this game, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with that little fact. Uh, I, I won't say why, but I think it does something really interesting. So the more you describe this game to me, it's, I got it was is this just bo 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 the game? That's no bo 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 is like bo 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 is more uh, chaotic. I would say. Like you, you, you tell me there's a the hundred four like boxing ring tower oh yeah uh, that sounds like something straight out of bobo Bo. i'm not gonna lie oh yeah the game is like goofy as hell and every single enemy you fight on that tower has a plate of curry on their head i don't know why <laughs> and they're all wearing a thong it's like whatever are you sure you weren't just watching bobo because Bo? it sounds like bobo Bo. i'm pretty sure i was pressing buttons and stuff was happening <laughs> interactive bobo Bo. <laughs> the bobo Bo bandersnatch <laughs> We could be onto something. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, we'll talk with Netflix. <laughs> oh no, no, we gotta go to Disney Plus where the money's at. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, it's you know, like the final dungeon is like fine. It's like a standard final dungeon. Like, oh, here's a puzzle you have to do and kind of build everything up and. <clears throat> A uh, really good ending, um, good final boss. Uh, overall, the game is still pretty easy. I think I might have mentioned that before yeah. last week. Uh, you know, it's not too difficult. Uh, like, I only really ever died on that one side quest, and that was about it. Uh, yeah, but really solid game. It's probably one of my favorite PS2 games. Real good stuff. Nice. Uh, so before we get into the Fire Emblem talk... Um, oh, fire, you mean Fire Emblem? Yes. <laughs> I only got um, four chapters into Fire Emblem Three Houses. I am at the end of the Black Eagles route, but because I went in unprepared, not knowing the last two last two chapters <laughs> were connected, I'm like, "Well, shit, I got to plan this." Yeah, I haven't planned anything, haven't launched my you know attack. So yeah, so um, uh, because I blitzed through a visual novel called Higurashi When They Cry. I've been do seeing you, know you memeing about yeah. this like the past yes. like two weeks. Uh, do you know anything about it? No. <laughs> okay. So Higurashi When They Cry is a visual novel that started to come out in Japan in like 2002, I want to say. 17 years ago. Yep. Yeah, it just turned 17 years old. Uh, and so like it was released episodically uh, at Comicet over the course of like four and a half years. It has a total of eight chapters. I got, earlier in the year, like back in May, I got like two chapters in, because I'm like, you know, I really loved uh, the author's other work called Umineko When They Cry, and later this year, Sekonia When They Cry is going to get a simultaneous English and Japanese release. I'm like, cool, I want to try getting through this. And, you know, I kind of put it on hold for a bit, and then I'm like, yeah, you know, I should really get back to this. And I blitzed through chapters three through eight in the course of like three, four weeks. Right. Yeah, um, so, basically, it takes place in June of 1983 in, like, a really small Japanese town called Hinamizawa. Is this going to be part four? 
Is this JoJo's? No. Is there a serial killer? Is, it, is David Bowie in Japan? Okay, wait. Let me continue for a bit. Um, <laughs> this sounds like a yes. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, here. So, uh, this small town, it's like less than 2,000 people live there. and So it's Twin Peaks. Uh, Kinda. Is this Twin Peaks and JoJo Part Four mixed together? <laughs> so, um, every year they have a festival called uh, the uh, the Watanagashi Festival. It's right. like to celebrate their local deity and stuff. But for the last four years, every Watanagashi, one person has died and another person has gone missing. Dun dun dun. And it's kind of presented as you're playing a game with the author, trying to figure out what's going on. Right. Um. And yeah, so like I blitzed through that uh, chapter, you know, I kind of started at the beginning of chapter three and got all the way through chapter eight. Uh, it's pretty good. I like it a whole lot. Um, I don't like it as much as Umineko, the author's like later work uh, that he would like release after this. Uh, but I think it's still a super solid read and everything. Um, Like I really like the cast of characters. I thought the mystery was pretty good, even though like I was surprised I was even able to find it out on my own. It's... Uh, and also, like, kind of pretty easily, too. Uh, was it David Bowie? Uh, yes, actually, it was David Bowie. <laughs> See, I, uh, I knew it. Yeah, this, you know, this is what he was doing in 83. He was going to this small Japanese town and killing people. I mean, that sounds like something Kira would do. Yeah. Um. So I really liked it. You know, I think it's, like, super solid. It might be one of my favorite visual novels of all time. But I do have some issues with it, and mainly is that the first three chapters, so it's kind of... Each chapter basically starts back at the beginning of the story with events slightly different, so you see more of the mystery. Right. And the first three chapters have a lot of slice-of-life stuff that is not very interesting. Okay. To the point where I was holding down the text skip button a lot because I just wasn't interested at all in what was going on. So it's like a beta switch at chapter four? Is that what you're getting at? What do you mean? Like, Uh, like... Well, okay, so chapter four is when... Chapter four is like a weird, like, side story thing. But then after that, they kind of cut way back on the slice of life stuff and kind of get more into the meat of the story and what's going on. Ah, okay. And sort of each chapter after that. But the first three chapters have a lot of slice of life stuff. And sometimes the humor that it attempts isn't very funny at all. And like I'm, and like I'm fine with that because like the rest of the story is like so solid, but right. it just feels really weird. Like it's, you know, it's like, hey, you're obviously trying this joke, but you're kind of maybe dragging it out a little too long, and it's not very funny in the first place. Right. Um, yeah, uh, that's probably one of my biggest complaints with it. Uh, one of the other ones is that so the release of this series is so goddamn confusing because. <laughs> With 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 Umineko, you go on either Steam, uh, GOG, or Manga Gamer. It's like the company that puts it out. And Umineko, you get uh, uh, that one is also eight episodes, okay. and you get they're divided into the <coughs> questions arc, which is the first four, and the answers arc, which is the last four. And you just buy those two arcs, then you have them all. Right. Uh, so with Higarashi, they had an original English release back in 2010 that was criticized for being like the first couple chapters being pretty bad in terms of like a translation so they started porting them over to a new engine completely retranslating them and everything and putting them on steam that started back in 2012 and they've released the chapters sort of piece by piece and only seven of the eight chapters are on steam right now 
<laughs> which yeah it's a complete mess and it's like you know it's been seven years and they're still not all there like it's been a while so I had to read the old version of chapter 8 which the old version of, cha- of chapter 8 is fine it right. like the translation is kind of rough in some spots there's I talked a bit a bit about it on Twitter and it was uh this uh whenever they refer to because it, it takes place in 1983 mm-hmm. they co- they constantly refer to it as like the 58th year of the Showa era <laughs> and they just don't say 1983 and I'm sitting here like no what like you could just say 1983 man I don't I don't no, know how we, long we, this sh- we need to know which Godzilla era we're in all right I appreciate <laughs> that. I'm like, I have no fucking idea when the Showa era is. <laughs> you know, and so it's like, yeah, that was like a little rough, and it's like a little rough in some spots. Uh, but overall, really solid. Um, you know, uh, I also played chapters one through seven with something called the seventh mod. Right. Uh, so in Japan, these have console ports. Uh, Higarashi and Numineka, uh, uh, Higarashi specifically was on PS2, then later on PS3. I think it just came out on Switch in Japan. And so what these do is that they go in and they change all of the art assets because you can go to the Steam page for Higurashi right now and you'll see all of the backgrounds are like photos put through like a couple of Photoshop filters, like real life photos. Oh, nice. And all of the character art... um, Manga Gamer commissioned some new character art from like a different artist for the Steam versions, but then also you can have the original character art drawn by the author. And you know, I I find his art, his later art, charming and like Umineko and stuff. But his some of his early stuff here is really rough looking, especially on the coloring front. They just like look really weird and kind of jarring. Okay. Uh, so it swaps out all the art assets and adds the voice acting from those versions. Um. And the voice acting's fine. I overall like it. I think it adds I think it does add a lot to it. Uh but then, you know, I read chapter 8 without all of that and yeah, I was I was completely fine with it. Uh so yeah, overall it's a really solid visual novel that I like a whole lot. Um definitely recommend it out there for anyone looking for a good you know, like mystery story and stuff. Um So, now that kind of got that out of the way, there's something both of us have played. Uh, does it involve fire and emblems? Uh, yes. In fact, I believe it does. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, we we could also call it Hot Crest. Uh, Hot mm. Crest Triple uh, Apartment. Yeah, Hot Crest Triple Apartment <laughs> is what we've been playing. You, you got the uh. The, the Ebony Hawks, the, uh, <laughs> the Ebony teal, Hawks. Teal, teal Tigers, uh, the, the, the Piss Antelope. The Piss Antelope? <laughs> <laughs> the Piss Antelope? <laughs> yeah, it's, look, I was thinking yellow, and for some reason, Piss was the first thing that came to mind. <laughs> Uh, all right. So Fire Emblem Three Houses came out. Right. Um, you know, this is something that I did not know that I was going to end up getting because my entire Fire Emblem experience is the first ten hours of Awakening. I played that twice. 
Hold on, what? Yeah. Mm. Uh, so I, I I try to get I, when I, I bought Fire Emblem Awakening back in like when when did that game come out? Twenty twelve. I believe I got a story about that release date, by the way. But continue. Mm, okay. Um, I think I probably got it in like twenty thirteen. I tried to play it, got 10 hours in, I dropped it off, and then I remember towards the end of my senior year of high school, I'm like, oh shit, I should try to go back and play Fire Emblem Awakening. And I'm like, I don't, I remember jack shit, let me just start at the beginning, I guess, and got 10 hours in and dropped it again, and uh, that's my Fire Emblem experience. Uh, Awakening is a decent game, you should give it another shot. I should, yeah, definitely. <laughs> it was, yeah. <clears throat> Looks like 2012 for Japan, which means it should have been February yep, February 2013 for us. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I, so you know, know I, 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 I wasn't expecting to get this, and then I kept seeing, you know, like, oh, videos of it, and people being like, wow, this game is so fantastic, it's really good, which was surprising, because everyone kind of looked like they were shitting on it, like, before it came out. <laughs> Look, so we were shitting on it for a very good reason. Yeah. Intelligence it, it screwed us over as fates. Or if in Japan, uh, yeah, I I didn't buy Fire Emblem Fates. I bought the collector's editions. I wanted all three games of the fucking cart intelligence system. One that cart. was so idiotic. <sighs> Look, it's because they realized they made Bank with Awakening, so they could pull it off. And, and then they were like, "Oh shit, you know what's really hot? Pokemon. Yeah, you know what does this? Pokemon. Pokemon. <laughs> yeah." So, like, I remember, like, everyone was worried, like, okay, is this gonna, you know, is this gonna be split up like Fates was? Luckily, it wasn't. No, it's... One cart. Yeah. <clears throat> it's a good game. One cart. Okay. Yep. Uh, so, both of us, I believe we chose the Black Eagles. Uh, you mean Best House. Yeah, Best House. Best House, for different reasons. I don't want my, you know, head chopped off by House Leader. I just want to date mm-hmm. the foreign girl. Ah, oh, yeah, Petra. Okay. Best, best girl, Petra. Pet, Petra's pretty great. It's a really solid house. It is. I like everyone in it, even uh, Ferdinand. This fucking Ferdinand. Yeah, he's... Ha- have you done the support with Idlegar? <laughs> the fucking sea support? Where she mocks him? It's so good. We're... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, we should just do like our ancestors did. That will solve all of our problems. That's what you sound like. That's you. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm, I'm really liking it so far. Like I said, I'm only four chapters in. I got super distracted by that visual novel. But, uh, you're, you're way farther, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm after the time skip. <clears throat> I'm in the last chapter. Okay. For Black Eagles. But like I said, I should have realized something was up when, like, a certain, like, when I come to Parallax, I was like, hey, this ends on this date. I'm like, huh. I'll be fine. I'll just buy items after this chapter. Moves on directly to the next chapter. Oh shit, I just used all my good items. <laughs> well, fuck. So, and here's the thing with the Black Eagle House, because I didn't really recruit any other students. I recorded like, I recruited a couple. Uh, so, as as a whole, the Black Eagles lack a defense as a, uh, as a stat. <laughs> That's fine, just gotta go in hard. Because you, you have, like, magic users... That makes up a good chunk of the house, thinking about it. Yes, uh, actually. Petra, <clears throat> being a speed character, nothing really good in, you know, defense. Ferdinand, kind of. 
Casper's more of a skill. So really, you don't really have any defense. So I'm going in there, you know, balls to the wall like I've done every map. So let me just say, so the last map's on fire. <laughs> so this literally fire everyone. You this take, is fine. And you okay. take you take damage every time you step on it, like at the turn starts. <clears throat> and I think it's like the fifth, like I think it's like the fifth turn of the chapter, like like Pegasus Knights of Falco Knights spawn. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and for some reason, they're my like my weakness. <laughs> <laughs> like every time I fight them, they just kill me. I'm like, what? What is this? I need more bows. Oh, I only have like two bow users. Oh no. But it's it's the difficulty that I've wanted out of a Fire Emblem again that I kind of got with Fates with the uh, Norhouse. But it's okay. better because the plot makes sense this time. <laughs> <clears throat> the, the, the little bit I know about Fates, the, the plot for Fire Emblem Fates just like seems like a fucking mess. So, so for Fates... Little, okay. little little history. So Nintendo hires a mangaka to write the basic plot. So he creates oh, an outline. Right. They then okay. hire a team to write the rest of the plot to fill in the outline, and then they have another team right to fill out the supports. So things don't match up. The guy that the, the guy that wrote the supports wrote Sinron Kagura. I think I just remember that. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So Fates yeah, is I, just. Yeah, having a, a coherent oh. writing staff that all talks to each other is pretty important. <clears throat> I mean, it's, it's you know, better than, you know, Miyamoto and his idea for Awakening. Well, what was his idea for Awakening? Put it on Mars. Future technology. I, I don't know, that sounds kind of raw. <laughs> look, look, alright, if he wants to do that, there's Advanced Wars, or the War series for that, alright? Advanced Fire, Fire Emblem. Quiet you. <laughs> As much as I want that together. idea. <laughs> no. <clears throat> but, but anyway, so Three Houses is a fun time. Like, I've looked up the yeah. spoilers, so I already know the plot. I already know what's going to happen. Okay. Uh, still. So so let's talk about how God Shattering Star just kind of ruined, like, video game music on YouTube. Uh, who? So, so God Shattering Star, I believe, is the title. It's the final map song for the Golden Deer. Okay, yes. <clears throat> Really, really baller song. Okay. Really good. Uh, I guess people just, like, just kept uploading to YouTube, and Nintendo's like, no. And just oh, has yeah, so started they, like, they this started mass flag. on the thumbnails. Yeah, it's fantastic. But anyways. Yeah, um, I really like all of the uh, stuff kind of outside of the fighting, like all of the chatting with your students and tea time and cooking tea and all time. that stuff. <clears throat> have yes. you seen Have you seen the video where the guys hack like the Death Knight into tea time? Yes, I have. That's hilarious. It's great. Oh, it is fantastic. I yeah. love it. I remember the first map that the Death Knight shows up. I'm like, oh shit! I th- if I have everyone flank him at once, turns maybe out maybe this would work. Oh no, we all died. <laughs> so there's only like so you're supposed to either steal the items or if you're playing the golden deer and you have the, like the best magic user in the game <laughs> dark spikes anyways oh yeah is that a lith how do you pronounce her name uh, uh, i don't remember that's why i didn't say lithia or lithia uh, who's maybe fucking, oh dude she's fucking broke like i recruited her because she's fucking yeah, yeah. broken like holy shit she's broken yeah uh 
yeah, like I, I really like all of the social stuff around it. Like, you know, I like walking around the monastery and talking with everyone, seeing how they're doing. Fishing. Yes, fishing. Fishing. Mm-hmm. Fishing. Yeah, it's a really good fishing mini game. It is. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Um I'm I also I really like the the cast so far. Like, you know, e- even people outside of my house right now cuz I haven't recruited anyone else. Right. Um I kind of like how, you know, everyone they kind of start off seeming like they're in, you know, like kind of like this this uh anime trope, but then oh, you know, like there is more to them, you know. Yeah. And everyone's surprisingly likable. Like I thought I would hate Hubert, but no, I love Hubert. He's he's great. <clears throat> oh, you mean I'm going to kill you. Support up. B support. I'm gonna kill you. Support up. Yeah, uh, it's uh, um, Hubert and Bernadetta's first support where she faints while standing up. I'm like, that was pretty funny. Like, see, and that's, I think one thing Fates was missing because again they had two different teams writing supports and writing the, like the actual plot to the story. Yeah. So, so imagine that you you have the same team write stuff. They can you know make these nice coherent like coherent. Yeah, you know, you can have, like, characters. Right, like, like characters can have personalities, and they make sense, yeah. and they match. This is really great, just watching, like, different characters, even in different houses, and you can, if you have them, like, recruited and you have their supports. Mm-hmm. It's nice to see this variety of, like, supports you have. Yeah, so, um, Fire Emblem Fates, one of the things I want to ask. Yeah. Uh, 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 did, you, uh, uh did you beat those games? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Never Touched Birthright. Okay. I uh, got a little bit into Conquest. Uh, right. Got like halfway through Revelation. And I was like, you know what? Fuck these games. I'm just. All right. So I, I was wondering. Um, yeah. How many of the female support ranks involve them not being able to cook? Uh, I feel like there is a couple. All right. If it's more than one, then like that's. That, yeah, I'm like, you know, I get that that's a writing trope, but like, I, I feel like the maid has that one. Okay, I'm positive she does. I can't remember it's... Uh, the maid that sounds like she's forty. Uh, maybe Am I, I think like... of the right one with the pink hair. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I remember that being weird. Um, yeah, I was uh, following someone on Twitter who was playing through Fire Emblem Fates. It, uh, and I think he said it's like every single female support I've done so far has been them just not being able to cook. And I'm like, oh, that sounds fucking great. <clears throat> Look, right. So my fire emblem waifu in that game was Crimson. She's a dragon rider, right? Okay. She's cool. I'm going to do some spoilers to your brain. Uh, she dies in two of the three routes. Oh. So unless you pick Birthright, you don't get Crimson. You only get Crimson for one chapter in Revelation. Wow. The S, okay. the S supporter, you have to break the game and glitch with the like random encounters on the map. But you can S supporter. Yeah. What? Wh- why would they write an S support if the only way to get it is to break the game? Because you're not supposed to know that she's going to die the next chapter. I mean, I knew I, ahead of time though. So I would I just put it. like I would just put the S support UI there and then not even write it. Oh, you mean like? <clears throat> going, I really want to spoil something from V three. Can can we put a spoiler warning somewhere or something? Uh, when did Dangarama V three come out? That was twenty sixteen. I don't no. know. It was pretty recent, wasn't it? One, uh, no. I'm trying to think. It was. I beat it on New Year's Eve. 
before that it was 20 was it hold on it, if it's 2016 then whatever let me but, check but but you know what i'm talking about when i say v3 yes yes uh-huh because like okay. i i thought i i glitched something in the game when that yeah. happened but we won't well the, the, the can't you like do that stuff in v3 in the free school mode though <clears throat> you can only go up to two though okay that's yeah okay okay gotcha man what a great twist that was i didn't see that coming yeah really good really yeah it's yeah we'll do it we'll do a it ding cool. and drop a spoiler cast at some point we should yeah definitely talk about how great v3 <laughs> is you know i still i don't know like which one i prefer the most thinking about it i i think i prefer v3 the most because i you know i played danganronpa 1 right. and i'm like oh yeah this uh, that was pretty fun i played danganronpa 2 my least favorite thing on danganronpa 2 is when they go out of their way to try and explain the ending of danganronpa 1 <laughs> they did do that yeah because because it's like danganronpa 1's ending is like really vague and kind of mysterious but then they're like, man, this made a shit zillion dollars. We need to put out another one. And they're like, all right, explain this stuff. And I'm like, oh, the, this is way better when you didn't do that. But then but V3 Biakio's wrapped it fat. back around. But Biakio's <laughs> fat. Why is he fat? Well, we got to find out. Like, why'd you put on, judging by the art, like 500 pounds? Like, he is a big boy. Yeah. Um, but, but but then by the end of V3, I'm like, oh, I'm totally fine with what you did in Danganronpa 2. That actually works really well. I think, like, part of me wants to say 2 is my favorite. I don't know why. I, I, I flip-flop like, between 2 and V3. Uh, I think I like V3 because its final chapter is so great. That was another twist I did not... Look, me either. I, like, I oh. had heard from people who uh, had played the Japanese version or just, like, read spoilers, like, oh, this ending sucks so bad and i'm like man i can't wait to see what the hell the ending is you can get to that and then you get to the twist and i'm like what the fuck look at first i was kind of mad with a certain you know 53rd incarnation of something but then yeah. after after the whole twist was real i'm like okay then okay all right yeah but then like you know you read 53rd incarnation or something and, and you're like wait a minute hold on here hold on a sec and you start connecting dots and you're like that it, they don't work like that, but someone who isn't familiar with what that entails would probably put it like Spike that. Spike shuts off, you, you, you clever bastards. Yeah, Kadaka, you clever bastard. I like how we went for type of Fire Emblem the day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, do you have anything else to say on Fire Emblem? Uh, I want I want to tell my awakening story. Okay, sure, go ahead. So, back when this game, so this was supposed to be like the last file of me coming out. Because Itocha Systems in the red, they're not making money, Fire Emblem's right. not selling. So this is the one time that I was like, maybe we should advertise these games with proper advertisements. Uh, you know, that that that's a crazy idea, it <clears throat> just might work. So, so this is around the time they were really pushing like eShop sales too. Okay. So... so I feel like Nintendo of America did like a shortage on the Awakening... Like, the physical release to sell it on the eShop. Hmm, okay. Because everywhere I went, the day it came out, did not receive a copy. Hmm, okay. In fact, the guy at GameStop liked my face, saying, that's not released until tomorrow. I was like, dude, no. 
the fuck you talking about? I know what day it is. So you know the restates are scheduled tomorrow. I looked up on my phone. I was like, dude, no, it's today. I get an eShop right now. I was like, no, no, it's tomorrow. We don't have any. Which I bet you they fucking had some. Fuck you, GameStop. That's why yeah, you're going out of business. Yeah, it's like you know, like you you just don't get it like uh, like the day before you totally have it there like several days before or whatever. <laughs> so, anyways, so like I finally found a place. So Best Buy is why I love Best Buy. Had one copy. Nice. I was just, so like I, I I went like everywhere I could. I didn't think about going to Best Buy. So I went home. I sat down. You know, kind of slumped in the chair. I was like looking at places. I was like, oh, no, I'm going to call Best Buy before I go back out again. And they had it. So, this, again, this is the middle of February. Yeah. You know, we both live in the Midwest, so we know Midwestern winters. Oh, God, yeah. So, and I live in a nice area that doesn't like to get plowed to the last minute. <laughs> oh, fantastic. So, I am slipping and sliding on this fucking road. <laughs> Nearly, like, going to ditch a few times, rushing the Best Buy to pick up this game to get it back home when it's snowing again. <laughs> So I then have to shovel the driveway again before I leave to go to class. <laughs> so I can get like an hour into this game. And I enjoyed it. Because again, I thought, oh, this is going to be the last Fire Emblem game. So Intelligent Systems wrote like a love letter to all Fire Emblem fans. And then it sold really well. And then all the weeps came in and we got Fates and it was garbage. And yeah. then they made Echoes and no one bought Echoes. <laughs> but apparently it was really good. It was amazing. Yep, and then they made Three Houses, and Three Houses, I think, is the best-selling Fire Emblem game. Is that what they said? I, I think so, and it's and it's a good game. I, oh, I yeah, still, totally. I still, I still prefer Echoes because I love Gaiden. <laughs> like, yeah. Gaiden's like, like, Gaiden and Path of Radiance, like, fluctuate are, like, my favorite Fire Emblem game for different reasons, but mm -hmm. both are great. But, yeah, so the moral of the story is, fuck you, GameStop. <laughs> <laughs> lying to my face that's why you're going out of business that's so like at least everywhere else like i went to, like toys r us around me when they were still open uh target you know walmart all these places at least they looked <laughs> game stuff's like oh no we don't got it that's tomorrow i don't know what you're talking about Ah, oh, man i hate it whenever game stores are like that and it's like no i know it's out just give it to right. me that's yeah but yeah so that's you know i because i've always been a fan of fire emblem ever since you know blazing sword when we got that in the in the uh, western uh, region which yeah. according to intelligence systems they make another remake next one we're going to get is the binding blade if they do that cool. i really hope they do a binding blade slash blazing sword remake into one game cool that, that would be great <laughs> good old good old times so I got some some other games I've been playing besides you know the the Fire Emblem. <clears throat> okay, what do you got? So I mentioned I think this was probably back on our first episode I think that I picked up Assassin's Creed Rogue and Unity because they were like on sale or something. Right. And Unity was okay. like free because of Notre Dame Fire or whatever. So I finished Rogue. Really enjoyed it. Questioned why I stopped playing these games. Started playing Unity. Realize why I stopped playing these games. <laughs> like, Unity came so why'd out, you stop like, playing it? Oh, like, so, Unity's a fucking buggy mess, right? Oh, yeah, I remember that one. That one, like, had, like, the weird face bugs and stuff. Like, like this game's, like, five years old. I'm playing it. I'm still in Kelly. Like, look, I was playing it earlier. 
and I had a yeah. guy like a phase through a fence. <laughs> I was like, well, hold on, what? And like, I'm not a fan of how this game controls. Yeah. Because it's diff- So, like, in other, like, Assassin's Creed games, like, if you run up a wall, like, the character you're playing is going to climb. No, you got to press another button to start climbing up the wall. Yeah, I remember that being really weird. You don't have, like, all your assassination techniques. You have to buy them. Oh, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> like, so, like, I mean, like, I think in Brotherhood, like, you had to wait a little bit before you can do the double assassination because you get the second uh, hidden blade. But, like, after that, like, I'm kind of... Because I think in Rogue, like, you automatically, like, start with, like, the second hand blade. So you can just, like, double assassinate. Uh, no, you have to buy that with points. And I think Point, it's dumb. Okay. So... Is, isn't this the four-player one? It is. Okay. It's also the one that's pay to win. Oh, oh, it's pay to win? <clears throat> so, so I, have, I don't know anything beyond, like, Unity, because... No, I stopped at four, and I just picked up Rogue. Loved it. But so there's these things called Helix Points or something. Okay. So you, you buy them with real money for a microtransaction. And then you can use them to quote-unquote hack to get later on, like, armor and weapons. But now. So if you put if you just look at, whip out your credit card, you can just, like, buy the best armor and, like, the best weapons you can. Just Ugh. walk up, boom, 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 boom. Can't buy the assassin points, though. Which I would rather spend. But so there is... And here's what really pisses me off with this pay-to-win system. So Ubisoft loves their fucking towers. The synchronization towers. Yeah, those we, Yeah, those things. <clears throat> so there is a system when you go to the, the spend your helix points called the time saver oh, options. Oh, no. So it pretty much synchronizes the towers without you actually synchronize them, because it'll just show you where everything's at. Great. For a total of 600 points, which is like $6. Oh, fantastic. Just to unlock the map. So I don't know, because I heard Origins and fucking Odyssey are pretty good. I heard heard Origins is kind of like a soft reboot for the series. I heard... uh... It has combat kind of similar to The Witcher. Like The yeah. Witcher 3 and stuff. So, I'm hoping Unity's just, you know, the bad apple in this situation, but... Yeah, that's the one I've collectively heard is either the worst. That one or the Vita one, which is one I played. So, like... And so, here's the thing. So, Rogue... Rogue ends right where Unity begins. Okay. I still like Shade of Attack as a Rogue a whole lot better... <clears throat> because him going from an assassin to the Templar makes fucking sense. And I love him as a character. I can't even remember the main character's name in Unity because I don't care about him. <laughs> like, his dad was was an assassin that Shay killed at the end of Rogue. He was raised by this guy who you think maybe he was an assassin. No, he was a Templar. He was like the Grand Master and then his daughter's taking his place. And you had a thing for his daughter. She had a thing for you. And all this. It's dumb. Yeah, like, I'm only like three chapters in, and I hate it. <laughs> like I'm not enjoying this game, like at all. It's so <laughs> bad. Like, part of me just wants to stop and pick up Origins, just to see how that plays. Another part of me is like, nah, I already spent like time on this. 
Might as well yeah. finish it. I mean, because it's... Because Unity said, you know, the French Revolution, you think, you know, an interesting, you know, set piece. Oh, yeah, totally. But it's just like... It's kind of dumb. So... So, so the whole reason, so the whole reason for the French Revolution even happened in this universe, by the way. So at the end of Rogue, uh, your dad, who Shay kills, tells Shay, Connor and the American assassins already, you know, started their revolution in America. Your plans to stop, and Shay's like, well, we'll just start our own revolution here in France. Wink. <laughs> so, so, so the Templars are behind the French Revolution, just to top with the government. <laughs> god okay it's look i really like playing as a templar and rogue but then unity's just like no nope, no nope, assassins are the good guys remember that you, all, all templars are bad guys you know we just spent the entire last game saying that some templars are good guys <laughs> it's just i <sighs> i hate it yeah i i only really put time into assassin's creed 2 and a little bit that Vita game, but that Vita game was bad. So I like. So I've never played two, but I played Brotherhood and Revelations. <laughs> <laughs> I've always found that funny because I can just go out and buy the Ezio trilogy for PS4 and play two. Because I played one, Brotherhood Revelations, three, four, Rogue Unity. <laughs> like, that's it. Like, I haven't played two, and I guess there's another one called, like, Freedom Cries, but I didn't know about till recently. Oh, I had no idea what that is. I, so I guess it was originally supposed to be DLC for four. Okay. But Ubisoft released his own like standalone like five hour game. You said Freedom Cries? Uh, something like that. Hmm. Okay, that's weird. <clears throat> but so like, because the only reason I'm doing this because I hear Odyssey is good. I kind of want to play Odyssey. But if Odyssey's good, I don't want to go back and play garbage. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. So, so might as well shovel through the garbage right now. Look, this is this is how I was with JoJo's, right? I knew Part 6 was bad, but I had to get the Steel Ball run somehow. <laughs> part 6 is fine. It's... No, Brent. No matter what you say, you are wrong. Part 6 is bad. Okay, uh, Part 6 has the part where I think it's... Anasui goes, where the fuck is Mickey Mouse? <laughs> and I'm like, that's, that's pretty good. Look, just because it has memes doesn't make it good. Uh, but anyway, so Britt, you know how you talked about your, your uh, Metal Wolf Chaos. You got that nice nice re-release. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Yakuza and how 3 and 5 are coming to PS4. And 4. Yeah, so it's three, three, 3 through 5. Yeah, 3 through 5, uh, the Yakuza Remastered Collection was announced. Ooh, I'm picking and, this up, but I'm not going to play it for a while. Yeah, I got the physical edition pre-ordered because they said it was going to be limited. Oh, like, so when they first announced it, like, they had the pre-order up, and then it was, like, sold out instantly. Oh, really? Right, because I think, like, RPG site, like, linked to the actual website, the English website. Yeah. And you could pre-order there, and it said they were sold out, but then... RGG, the official Twitter, is like, hey, you can pre-order it now. I'm just like, give yeah, me this. It, it comes with a case for Yakuza 5 on the PS3. PS, that is the only reason I want the physical edition. I'm like, that's such a good touch. Yeah, they're going through and like re-localizing all of them. So, like, 
So three's out now. Yes, if you can buy it digitally, and you get three right now. And then like four and five, you'll get them for free. Then when they release, and because I know five's February twenty twenty. I can't remember when four is. <sighs> yeah, I want to say four is like November or October. But yeah, so it's like, I mean, I can wait to play the physical. No, get the physical copy of it because I've already went through them. I don't need to play them in, you know, remastered HD. Most because three right now is kind of the worst one. Yeah, but they did go back and re-add in like the cabaret club stuff. <clears throat> but they took out that the 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 uh, side story where Kiryu is chased by the cross-dressed man. Oh, really? Yeah, because it was a uh, culturally insensitive. Even in Japan, they did it because Kiryu referred to him as an it or her as an it. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's a little. Ooh. It was really like homosexual, like drag queen stereotypes. Okay. And since times have a uh, changed, they're like, yeah, it doesn't exist. They also took out Kiryu's cigarette. <laughs> Kiryu no longer smokes on the cover of three. Oh, okay. Because it's not cool anymore to smoke. Smoking's bad, kids. Yeah. Uh, then I know also in Yakuza 4 they're going to have to change the police officer. Yeah, they they got him a new voice actor and a new face. That new face doesn't look great. I mean... I, look, I'm... See, I'm not going to buy it digitally now. When 4 comes out, I might buy it digitally because... Out of the three coming out, three through five, four is probably my favorite. Yeah, four is really good. <clears throat> well, because four is really good because four is like I feel like it's more tightly knitted with its plot. Yeah. Instead of five being here's five characters, they all relate somehow. Man, four <clears throat> has the absolutely dumbest plot twist. <laughs> oh my god, it's. <laughs> I, I remember getting to that. that. I remember getting to that, and I'm like, "What the fuck is this?" I remember that happened. You just reminded me. I'm like, "Wait, hold on, yeah." And that gets to be in HD, and people get to experience <laughs> that now. Oh, and man. properly translated English for the first time. Yeah, the, the localization for Yakuza Four wasn't bad because they finally stopped doing the weird name changing stuff that they did since Yakuza I thought, One. I thought they did that in Five. I thought in Four was still. No, no, in 4, like, they call Kiryu Kiryu. They don't call him Kaz or anything. I swear that doesn't happen to 5. Maybe I'm remembering wrong, but yeah, no, it was... Oh, really weird with Majima going Kazi. Yeah. And Haruko calling Majima Uncle Majima. I'm like, this needs to stop. <laughs> Please. Yeah. It's like, this is a series that has Japanese voice actors, takes place in Japan. Go ahead and leave the honorifics on. <laughs> Look... Look, if they, you know, decide they want to, you know, add in the English, you know, dub a three through five and bring Mark Hamill back for Majima. I, I would legitimately play with that. <clears throat> well, see, because that's the thing, because Judgment had dual audio. Yeah. So if, you know, they just want to sneak that in, just sneak Mark Hamill back in because he did what a it? great job at Majima in the first game. Okay, they just replaced Majima's, Majima's voice, no one else's. I, I'd be fine with that. I'm, oh, I really love his Japanese voice actor too, though. And, like, no one questions why he's speaking English. <laughs> They're all speaking Japanese. Because it, it's just something Majima would do. Yeah. But yeah, so um, I'm looking forward to that, mostly for that PS3 case. 
Because yeah, that's, that's the only reason. Yeah, that's that a really nice touch. Which is why the Mean 4 on one disc, but 5's on his own disc. <laughs> like the five disc of the PS3 box. Yeah. See, it's Sega. Sega knows, man. They're like, huh? We can make money off of this. Which is which is nice. I'm, I'm really loving the Yakuza love. Maybe, maybe now with Sega, we'll translate the other games into English. That'd be cool. You know, you got those samurai games. You got the PSP games. Yeah, Sega. Maybe you should do that. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Um, I I saw a scene going around on Twitter from Yakuza Five. It's uh, oh when oh when you're trying to deliver the ramen soup and the people are slipping. Yeah, yeah, and they're like, there's just like this chain of people slipping on the sidewalk coming towards you that you have to dodge. Yeah, and then if you don't, you just fall on your ass. Yeah, like Saijima has like the weirdest shit going on in the box. Yeah, he does that. He fights a bear. He fights a bear. He fights a god. Multiple gods. Oh. I take that back. Uh, he escapes from prison again. Okay, so he's back in prison. Okay. <clears throat> also, slight spoiler. So at the start of his chapter, I forgot there's like a plot reason. Like he's going back to five. It's something to do with the Tojo clan. <clears throat> I forget the exact reason. And he goes back to prison. You know, he escapes. He he lives in a hunting village for a bit. There's a hunting mini game. Uh, that's where his trainer's at, and you gotta fight mountain gods and go to the city, you know, and doing all that jazz. Yeah. Deliver soup. Deliver soup as a side mission. Yeah. I, cause Akiyama got really screwed in five because he only has like half a chapter. Oh, that sucks. I like Akiyama. <clears throat> well, it's because so first chapter is Kiryu, second is Saijima. Third is Haruka. Third part two is Akiyama. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Then four is like the baseball player guy. I can't remember his name. Oh yeah, there is a baseball player. Who former baseball player turned adult entertainment reporter. Oh, okay. I'm just having five flashbacks. I'm just thinking, what was this plot? Oh, I haven't played five. <clears throat> so, so like, the baseball player, like, his, like, first, like, mission thing, like, his first story mission. So, he has to interview this hostess, or this hostess, quote-unquote, that, you know, worker at a soap land. Wink, okay, wink. yeah. Not a prostitute. Yeah, you know, they just, they just sell soap down at the soap they, land. Do you not know what a soap land is, Brent? I know what a soap land is. I'm doing a bit. I, I choose not to believe your innocence, anyways. <laughs> <clears throat> but she can't because she's too distressed because her younger brother has a job at a security firm and just keeps breaking all these objects at the museum. Uh, <laughs> so he apparently what? breaks this. Yeah, yeah. So apparently he breaks this bat. And like we well, gotta pay like the like the million yen for this bat. He's like, no, I didn't break this bat. So the baseball player walks in. He's like, oh, this bat's fake. Oh shit! <laughs> and they're like, what? And then they fight him. And then it turns out the security firm's run by a yakuza family. Okay. <laughs> and it's whatever. And the the yakuza guy's like, oh yeah, the kid's fine. But you, the one who made the fake bat, we're gonna talk. You loosen a finger. <laughs> So, you rescue the brother. She's like, yeah, do you work with my sister at the grocery store? 
<laughs> He's like, yes. And then you go to the soap van, do, do your interview, and he gets a free bath. Okay. With all the surfaces. Oh, okay. That's because the five was so dumb. Yeah, I think uh-huh. I'm going to play like a little bit of five. I played like... Do, do you start out as Kiryu in that game, right? As a taxi yeah, driver? as a taxi driver. If uh, you playing the anti-crazy taxi, you gotta like... Oh, oh, that reminds me. So, they reference Zero Beat, and it, I love it. Yes, they do. I remember <laughs> because, that. Because, like, you hire this guy at the taxi office, he's like, yeah, you know, you're changing music to stuff like this. You know, it's really popular in, like, racing animes. It's called Zero Beat, and Kiryu's like, I don't know what this is. <laughs> what is this? You know, I just had a thought. Yeah. So the PS4 has like that Spotify play option where you can play music while you're playing games. Right? Yeah, they they added a bunch of Eurobeat on Spotify. So uh, so you know, just whenever you do the the race sections just here, you just load that up. Okay. Yeah, it, yeah. Cuz I mean, like they have like their own quote unquote Eurobeat songs in the game. They they aren't bad. But I'm not going to lie why, you know, has had my Spotify open. I just played Euro Beat while playing those sessions. It, yeah. Admittedly, it made me drive better. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, you, had, uh, you have any other games that you played recently? Uh, no, that was, that's about it. Is all I really want to talk about. All right. Well, I've gotten through some anime and manga recently. Uh, I've I watched a few episodes of Doctor Stone. That's been about it. How is Dr. Stone? So I've watched the first four episodes, so I think... Okay. I was off for once on a Saturday, and I woke up kind of early, and I was laying in bed, I was like, man, I got nothing to do. Let's check out this Dr. Stone. It's alright. I like how I learn okay. something every episode about science. Okay, cool. It's it's yeah. nice. I, I've heard I, good... I, I heard yeah. good things. It's good. Yeah, I've heard really good things about the manga, so... I want to check it out at one point. I'm be willing to check out more episodes when they come out. Yeah. Um. So I finished a manga called Pluto. Have you heard of this? It's not a planet. No, it's a uh, it's a manga by the creator of Monster, and uh, is it in Century space? Boys. No. So is this a star Eddie Murphy? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um. It's so you know Astro Boy. Yes. It adapt. I guess it adapts an arc from Astro Boy, but turns it into like a thriller. <laughs> so Astro Go Boy, on. Astro Boy is a character in this. Uh, of course, his name is Adam because you know he's going by the, right. you know, the original Japanese one. So basically, like you know, you have these really high level robots. Like Adam is one of them. Uh, the main character, his name is, it's a German name, so I'm gonna just butcher it immediately. It's like Geist. Or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he works for Europool, and there's this weird case of like the strongest robots in the world are being killed for some mysterious reason, and you know, and he's kind of on the case trying to figure it out, and it's really interesting. If you're a is, fan of Monster, you'll probably end up liking it. Is it Mega Man? Is he the killer? <laughs> I thought you said you haven't read this. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I knew it, Doctor Wowie. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's pretty good. Like, there's not really much as I can say. It's like, um, if you liked kind of uh, like stories about robots dealing with 
the thought of humanity it's uh that's kind of like all over it it's pretty good all right right, yeah did that uh the jojo part five anime finished uh did you catch i believe you mean the piano finished but yes 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 uh yeah uh piano part five Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh golden piano was done Mm -hmm. i really like the anime adaptation uh did you finish it uh no like i i think i stopped episode 14 i just haven't gone back to watch any of it Mm. so speaking so did you see that tweet DiGiorno sent out yes i saw DiGiorno's tweet (laughs) (laughs) man it's like the 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 social media guy for DiGiorno's pizza has been waiting for this day he's been sitting on this he's like all right part five anime is coming out we got some chance we got a chance to do some marketing here do do you think he made like a scheduled tweet oh just in case like he thought of it he's like hold on i need to do this now i'll forget yeah yeah so he made a scheduled tweet yeah um so uh, it was it was pretty good. My opinion on part five has improved a bit. I wasn't too hot on it because I had to like finish the original manga with the uh, with the poor translation. Yeah, like I had to switch halfway through. Yeah, I've been there. You know, uh, you know, like King Crimson still makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like you it's know? always made sense to me, but I. Oh yeah, it's like it, it was kind of confusing with the old translation, but I got the hang of it. Well. It's- Look, so King Crimson, just to explain to people who, who truly don't understand, yeah. time is on a singular line. King yep. Crimson can see 10 seconds into the future. King Crimson is at part point A. Point B is what he can see. He then there makes for point A and point B happen at the same time. Yep. That's King Crimson. Yeah, it totally makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, my opinion on it has definitely improved. I still find the Rolling Stones chapter really weirdly placed. Sleeping Slays, gotta get that epilogue. Yeah, it's like, it makes sense totally, like, you know, to be there, but also just feels really weird. I think Purple Hates Feedback also ends another, also has another epilogue and is really weird. Really? Yeah, I read it, a bit of Purple Hates Feedback. Because I think it, as, like, they're at, like, somebody's grave... Quote yeah. unquote, totally not a sticky man. Anyways, yeah. <clears throat> so uh, you know, so okay, so you know, Fugo in part five, pe- people are like, "Oh, Iraqi had to write him out," which because he's too strong. Did. That's not why so, he wrote him out, though. Okay, but uh, but like uh, as to uh, why didn't Fugo join them? What because do you think he was the... supposed to be a traitor. But what if? Fugo can't swim. Huh? But they're on a boat. And he was on a boat to begin with. No, no, no. Because, like, remember, Narnansha had to swim to the boat. And Fugo was just kind of left there. What if Fugo can't swim? Brett, I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. We solved part five. Or, or, you know, Fugo was supposed to be a traitor, but Rocky's back. I was like, nah, I don't like that idea anymore. Yeah, yeah, that's why Green... Is it Green Day? Yeah, see... Yeah, that's why he is the way it is. 
Oh, see, because, yeah, because, like, I explained this to people, and I just, like, you can tell, because people like, well, we don't know where Fudik would be. I'm like, it's totally the Green Day fight. Oh, yeah, because like, it their makes powers sense. are so similar. Because they're so similar. We we both had a friend once who, who, who really wanted to argue, no, that doesn't make sense. And it does. Yeah. And we won't go into that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I finished that. Uh, my opinion on Part 5 has improved, definitely. Then I watched two anime movies. I uh, watched Pe- Paprika. Uh, ha- have you seen Paprika? I've heard very good things about Paprika. Okay, have you, are you familiar with Satoshi Kon stuff? Yes. Perfect Blue and all that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, so this is like the last movie that he did. Uh, it's all about kind of... It's all about like these scientists make a machine that let you go into people's dreams. Now, I haven't seen the movie Inception, but from what I understand, Inception was heavily inspired by this movie. Is there tops? Do they spin? Mm, I... No, I don't think so. Is Leonardo da Vinci there? Uh, no. Okay. But they're kind of like... It's it's kind of confusing in the way it's presented because it's like, you know, there's a bunch of dreams and uh, the interpretation of dream worlds and stuff. Um, it's really good. It might not make sense 100% of the time, you know, because like the whole like idea with like dream worlds and stuff. But it's a really beautiful looking movie. It sounds great and uh, it's pretty cool. I definitely recommend it. Nice. And then I watched something called Robot Carnival. So this is a collection of shorts from around, I want to say, the 80s or so, like 88 or so. Uh, right. I bought the Blu-ray for this because it was on sale. And it's ba- all the shorts are about robots. Um, there's like nine different ones. It's like, uh, here's this one that's kind of like Frankenstein. Here's this one where... Um, uh, like someone tries to invade Japan with like a medieval looking robot and they have to fight him back and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, if you're looking for like a really good anthology robot series, it's like an hour and a half long to watch all of them. Uh, it's pretty good. Like there's really good animation throughout and really good directing, some good music stuff. Uh, and also the Blu-ray is super good. Blu-ray is from Discotech who do really good stuff. Nice. Yeah, definitely recommend it. Uh, it's pretty cool. And so... In terms of movies and TV stuff, I only watched one. I wanted to watch the Invader Zim special, which you watched, uh, but I did not oh, get good. time. It's so let me talk. Uh, let me talk about the movie I watched real quick. Hey. So have you seen Wild Wild West? I feel like at one point in my childhood I have. I just okay. don't remember it. So I, I, the only thing I knew about Wild Wild West is that you know uh, Will Smith was in it, and it was apparently like a complete commercial failure it was like you look at most expensive movies ever made and it, i want to say it's in like the top 10 or something like that and so i had no idea like you know i had no idea um what it was going to be bad or anything and i was very pleasantly surprised <clears throat> did you know about the wild wild west rap yes i did i very familiar it is number 24 on the most expensive movies list it cost 276 million dollars that's in our uh today's money mm-hmm. yeah it's pretty crazy uh yeah. so i i knew about the rap i've heard the rap before and i was pleasantly surprised by the movie uh okay i guess this is like a an adaptation of like some old show from like the 50s or something like that yeah 
and you know whatever i didn't really know much about it but uh yeah and just really pleasantly surprised it's a fun comedy film it's great watching a movie that you know it you can tell that the writer sat down and wrote jokes into the script didn't just go to the actors and be like hey you guys should just ad lib the whole time yeah which uh which is something that happens in some modern comedy movies most modern you know, comedy movies some would say yeah you know and just like a really tight script it's a delight there's a giant spider a giant robot spider who who made wild wild west like the company wise wild wild west uh like the like special studio wise like who, oh was it who, who let me double check this who did warner bros okay because i want to make yeah. a spider-man disney joke but i can't um and the uh and the effects were done by industrial light and magic so the star wars people Oh, so I, I can still bring this around to be Disney, about Disney and Spider-Man, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something, something, Tom Holland, something, something, Disney, Sony, Spider-Man. Obviously, the best way to do this is to integrate Wild Wild West into the MCU. <laughs> MCU. Exactly. Bring back Will Smith, bring back the giant spider. Okay, so I didn't know this, but the reason why there's a giant spider in Wild Wild West... Right. ...is this producer named uh john peters right so he was making this movie called like uh like superman lives was that it no 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 it's like some, he was making some superman movie that was gonna have nicholas cage in it but he oh, was yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 nicholas cage superman yeah yeah, yeah 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 but he was so obsessed with the third act of the movie being that superman fight a giant spider he he wanted there to just be a giant spider fight in Superman. Then the movie I, got canned, and he put the giant spider in Wild Wild West. Look, I would love to see Nicolas Cage fight a giant mechanical spider. That would be pretty good. That would be very fun. Uh, Will Smith fighting a giant mechanical spider? Pretty fun. Um, There's like... Uh, yeah, you know, it's just like a really solid comedy film. There's this there's this dialogue exchange kind of in the middle of the movie that uh you know, this takes place in like the 1800s and yeah. the main character uh, the main villain his name is Loveless and he's a guy who was like injured in the war so he's only half a body and he has like a, a steampunk mechanical wheelchair to take him around and everything. Like Darth Maul, but go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He and he it is uh Will Smith and him having a conversation. Will Smith keeps making jokes about how he doesn't have the lower half of his body, and Loveless keeps making jokes about the fact that uh, uh, that Will Smith is black, and like slavery jokes and stuff. And it's like, it's just like this quick like twenty to thirty second dialogue exchange, and it is hilarious and brutal. It's a really like I can't believe people don't talk about how great this movie is. It's legitimately a delight. <laughs> The only awards that it won were a bunch of like Raspberry Awards being like, oh, this is worst screenplay and worst insert song and all this other stuff. And like, no, the screenplay is great. It's a really tight script. So yeah. so is it actually good or is it just something, it a is, guilty pleasure of yours? It is a legitimately good movie. I mean that very seriously. And I say The Room is a legitimately good movie and I get laughed at. I th- I think the room can be a legitimately good movie. It yeah. is a legitimately good movie. It is hilarious. Yes, yeah, totally. 
<laughs> yeah, and like it's it's just a really solid movie that I'll probably end up watching again in a few months with some friends when I'm trying to convince them that Wild Wild West is good. Uh, but yeah, that's the only real like movie that I watched. So uh, you watched two specials, I believe. Yeah. So who remembers the Hey Arnold movie that came out like a year or two ago? Wait, hold on. A Hey Arnold movie came out a year ago. Yeah. What? Yeah. Was it a made-for-TV movie? Yes. Okay, that's why I didn't watch it. I don't have cable. <laughs> so, so do you remember how he hung into that cliffhanger? Like, he found, like, his parents' journal, but, like, they never did anything with it. You mean in the movie? No, so, so the, like, the last episode of Hey Arnold. Oh, I don't remember that. Was he found his parents' journal, and this, they kind of, like, an Argosar and his parents. And then it ends with him, like, peeling, like, the last two pages apart, and he finds a map of, like, where they were going in South America. And Hey Arnold just ends there. Okay, I don't, so yeah, for I like, don't remember that. So like, for like a decade, we never got any closure. So they they made the Hey Arnold movie, the Jungle movie, for closure. Um, yeah. It was alright. I say that because I got closure from this TV show for about a decade. Otherwise, it's pretty not good. So Nickelodeon hyped this up about this Hey Arnold movie. Did not get the viewership that it wanted. Mm-hmm. So... They put the Rocco special and the Invader of Zim movie on the shelf until they sold it to Netflix. And that's okay. when we got these. Alright, that's that might be for the better, because, you know, like, Netflix, probably more people could watch it. Which, there's that. Um, in my personal opinion, the out of the three, the Invader Zim movie is probably the best. Uh, Rocco that's falls down there with Hey Arnold for me being a disappointment i guess like okay so hey arnold, i was not okay uh, all right go, uh, go ahead so i was gonna say so hey arnold for me was that closure and it was nice to get rocco's modern life ended on like a canon ending yeah i i was never the biggest fan of rocco's modern life i mean it like i like, I go they, back now and I enjoy it for all the adult, like, humor that I didn't get as a kid. Yeah, they end by going to space, right? So, the last episode from I remember is two of Rupert's kids find this banana and they ask him what it is and he tells this whole story about then how they all end up in space and at some point they all came back. Okay. Static clean is they've been in space for 20 years. Have an age today. Yep. Somehow that's survived how, without food and water. I mean, that's how space works. And then they come back, and it's not the '90s anymore. And they want so this whole movie is about acceptance change. Good okay. message. Yeah, good. It's just, message. but it's only forty-five minutes long, so you can tell this was made. Like the show on like Nickelodeon, like it has a quote-unquote hour special with fifty minutes of commercials. Yeah. Because it's like forty, like somewhere between like forty-two and forty-five minutes long, so it's that right length. But they did like I thought they were gonna do. They have like a bunch of filler at the beginning, and like stuff doesn't really go anywhere, and then they kind of rush, kind of the conclusion in the last uh, couple of minutes. Oh, uh, that's kind of <laughs> disappointing. So like the whole like, so the big heads, I think is that what they're called? They called the big heads, I think. Also, their son Rolf becomes their daughter Rachel. 
cool right, whatever yeah. that's yeah that's yeah good, i remember seeing good trans representation like it's not in your face about it it's brought up as there they're accepting of it it's okay ed big head having a realization that you know he lost his job he lost his house and now his son's not his daughter he's not very accepting of that because too much changing at once again yeah. it's, it's human and it makes sense like that's fine what I'm not okay with is that, like, Rocco was only along just so, you know, Rachel can bring back the Fatheads, his favorite cartoon. Okay. And he's kind of like an asshole in, like, the last five minutes. Because he brings it back. Rachel brings it back. Yeah. But as as a new baby character, the Fatheads, and Rocco doesn't like that because that's not his TV show. And then he's very much just told to shut up and accept it, and he does. Huh. Okay. So, yeah, I, I feel like the ending was rushed. Yeah, it definitely but they had all like this, it. But they had all this fluff in there to show, oh, this is the 90s. This you know, the 21st century with drones and Starbucks and energy drinks. I feel like this wasn't neat. <laughs> yeah. Being honest. Like, I feel like... Like, I don't really know why they brought it back. I don't think Rocco really had that big of a fan base, personally. Because, like you said, I wasn't really a big fan of it, like, growing up. Now, yeah, I can look at it. Oh, it's funny. Rocco worked at a sex line. Uh, they went to a restaurant called the Choky Chicken. You know, stuff like that. Yeah. <clears throat> so, like, if I were to rank it out of 10, I don't know, maybe like a 5? Like, with the Hang movie? And okay. Vader Zim, though. I've seen some clips from this, and I really want to watch oh. it. So, like, Rocco had, like, some meta jokes, like, haha, whatever. I fucking giggled, like, a little schoolgirl at the meta jokes they did in the Vader Zen. Oh, yeah? Oh, I loved it. <laughs> like, there's, like, one. <clears throat> uh, it was a later one. I didn't giggle as much as the first one. But Dib's like, it's been ten years. Yeah, it's like, it's been two days. <laughs> and it's like... Okay. So this is like one, like really early on. I can't wish I could remember it, but I couldn't. But like I giggled. But like so this this opens and like Dibs like giving the whole rundown like what the show is about. But it's done like in an anime style. Yeah, yeah. Very yeah. JoJo esque. Yeah, yeah. And then he's like, I'm, I'm ten tw- years old. I'm he's like twelve super years buff. old. And he's like super buff on here. Tall. No, it's great. So. The Invader Zim movie is... So Zim's been missing for a long time, is all they say. So Dib's obsession's kind of gone away, but it hasn't because he's been in his room until Zim comes back. So there's a line in the in, in, in the movie where Zim goes, you're more chair than man now. <laughs> <laughs> I swear that's how it goes. Because he, he's literally, he's gotten like so fat. I'm just sitting okay. in this computer chair, trying to figure out what Zim is. She's, like, merged with the chair. And this entire time, Zim's just been hiding in the toilet. <laughs> like, it's just really, like, this so good. Like, the scene where, like, Dib and Zim finally come back. And Zim's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm waiting for my arch nemesis, Zib. He's like, I am Dib. He's like, you're Dib. You're more chair than man now. But, it's, like, there's some jokes. Like... They have like a taco, like a taco stand. Dib's like, I thought you loved that taco stand. He's like, No, I hated it. Girl loved it. I ate a baby. 
he did. <laughs> I'm like, this is exactly what I remember Zim being, and it's great. So this is whole thing. So so Zim, the whole plot is so Zim's been hiding because he's been planning his ultimate plan. Yeah, but he can't remember what phase two was. Okay. <clears throat> so then he he contacts the Talus. And they pretty much just tell him, like, we don't like you. We're not coming to see you. And that gets them, like, all depressed. And then some slight spoilers. He used to press at first, but then after Dib reveals, like, this, like, peace bracelet, like, his dad's making for peace status that's powered by child energy. My child energy. <clears throat> so, so in, in, in this universe, Dr. Membrane states that children have an untapped energy potential. Just to power anything. So they're going to like hold hands like across the world and they're going to sing and bring world peace with their energy. Ah, uh, hands across America. Okay. Uh, hands across the planet. Oh, okay. E- even bigger. Mm-hmm. So it's great. So then like, and just this nice foreshadowing because that feel a split second when Zim sees the bracelet, he snaps off his depression but then goes back into it. Because later on, Zim uses this to teleport the whole planet Right in front of the Amada fleet <laughs> of his species, because they only fly in a straight line. Okay. <laughs> so that's why he gets all bummed out because, like, he's like, "Well, they have to be near me by now, and they're not. They're like millions of light years away." So when he does this, he creates a hole in space-time called a Forpus. Okay. Which just all realities like merge together at once in the Forpus, because you know. Mass destruction. Yeah, I won't go into more. It, it, it's a great film. It's just a lot of great jokes. Like there's one that you learned that Doctor Membrane, as a child, wanted to make friends with sharks, but they ate his arms, so he has robot arms. <laughs> yep, like, I, I saw that clip going around. Like it's so good. Like, like watch it as soon as you can, because it's just like I will. Because like again, this Invader Sim film was it needed? But I'm happy we got it. Okay. Because Invader Zim was like, it got canceled like halfway th- through season two. Oh, right. Because it wasn't getting the viewership it wanted. So like the last episode we got from them was like the Christmas special. So it's it's nice to see that come back. And it's still like Invader Zim. Like the art style is different. Like it's not, it's more, I guess, rounder, I guess I want to say. Okay. It's slightly, it's still the same art style, it's slightly different, but it's still that same humor I remember it being back in the 2000s. And it's just a wonderful time. You know, uh, that's really great to hear, just a nice, like, you know, reboot, or uh, like a sequel years later that ends up being pretty good. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I'd probably rank it somewhere between an eight, like maybe an eight point five, because somewhere between like an eight and a nine. Okay. Nice. Yeah. All right. Uh, have you watched anything else? I'm trying to think if I have or haven't. Cause I feel like I've watched something on Netflix recently, but I think that just might have been Invader Zim. Yeah. The only thing I've really watched recently was Wild Wild West. You know what we could talk about? What? That Twin Peaks box. 
Oh, the big Twin Peaks box? I what, had is it, pre- what is it? Twin Peaks A to Z? No, Z to A. Z to A. Because it's, you know, backwards. Y- yes. Um, I had it pre-ordered, then I'm like, wait, what am I doing? I already own all of this. I mean, same, but I still want it. Yeah, me too. If only the box, if only it wasn't like, hey, we got we got these discs shoved into these cardboard sleeves. I'm like, look, eh. Look, look, look. If it supports Twin Peaks, I'll buy it. Because I <laughs> have a problem with the best television show ever. Yeah, I really I like the. It. I really like the book. So they announced two. They announced the one that is like the complete everything. Right. And they announced one that's just the both TV series, mm. season one, two, and the return. Right. I really like the box for the uh, for that one, the just the TV series one. I have not seen that one. Uh, it looks. I I, I think it looks more interesting. Well, because I, mean, I really like what they did with the return box. Me too. Yeah. You take it out. Yeah. See if I can find it. I don't know where it is. Okay. Yeah. So I do already own the uh, the uh, entire mystery and a limited event series box sets. I mean, same. But do you own the books? Yes, I do. The uh, uh, the final dossier and the other one. Secret history of Twin Peaks, I believe. Yes, I own have, both of them. But have you read them? Um. Not so much the secret history. I read through most of the final dossier. You're supposed to read the secret history before the limited the third. It it fills in holes. I think I I read most of the secret history. I think I, it's it it's been a while. It it fills in some holes and it's great. And they talk about Roswell a lot. <laughs> oh right. I, I just love how it's like talking about Lewis and Clark and then Roswell. It's just a good chunk of just Roswell and aliens. Yeah, man. Um, and there was a... Oh, what else? I'm trying to think. Uh, so, yeah, like this Z-A collection also has a 4K Blu-ray of the original pilot for the series. <sighs> and also on that is, I think, the original Episode 8 of The Return. Hold on, original Episode 8 of The Hold on, what? I, I don't remember exactly. Uh, here, here we go. The Missing Pieces 4K Ultra High Def versions of original series pilot and part A of a limited event series behind the curtain. It might just be part... Yeah, it might just be episode 8. I don't know. This description kind of sucks. Which one was episode 8? Is that the one with the... Uh... That's one where it's like, all right, the first part is they're driving in the dark, and then there's the Nine Inch Nails song, and then it's that just is the Roswell. The episode. That is the episode. I'm like thinking, I'm like the best episode. It's just the fact they got Nine Inch Nails. They, they the Nine Inch Nails perform a whole song in the middle of the episode. <laughs> like you, like hold on, some so you get some stuff with the doppelganger, Nine Inch Nails. Lynch happens, episode over. Yeah. Like, Lynch happens, it's 90% of the episode. Yeah, you get that old thing from the 1950s and the dude running into the radio station. Got a light? 
this is the water, this is the well. Got the light. Rest. Yeah. Great stuff. Like that whole that whole section was just this this is why Lynch had to negotiate like what he could do oh, in the yeah. series because he wanted this in there. Yeah, because like they were only gonna give him like what like nine episodes, and he's like, no, I want more. Like why? He's like, I want an entire episode dedicated to this. And they're just like, okay. I'm go glad he got it. it. So, I, I just I'm really upset you deleted that server, the Twin Peaks server. Yeah, I forget when I did that. It was a while ago. Because there was proof in there that I called the fucking ending to the return. Oh, yeah? Months before it happened. <laughs> and I was so upset that I was right. <laughs> it's not because, you know, it, that's the ending. I was like, how was I right? How was I right? That's the bullshit. It's like, no, I'm supposed to be wrong. I'm supposed to be I'm supposed to be dumber than Lynch, not on his level. You've watched so much Lynch that you're I'm now just, thinking on his level. That actually explains so much. Holy shit. <laughs> Next I, thing you know, you're going to be in your kitchen cooking quinoa. I was going to be... So... I love, have you seen that interview? I forget who did the interview with him, but they asked, did you watch the, the finale? And he's like, no. He's like, yeah, I was working I on a desk. That. And yeah, then he built that I desk. That. I love that so much. Yeah. Have you seen Have you seen the interview where uh, he's in his kitchen, it's in black and white, and then he's just like, we're making quinoa. And then he makes quinoa. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's such a weird guy, I love it. I wish he would have gone through directing episode six of Star Wars. That would, I, I, I want to see that. David, if you're listening, please come on the podcast. We'd love to interview you. But yeah, uh, let's. Yeah, we'll talk about your PS2 commercials. <laughs> but please, please make that episode six. I uh, look. I already enjoy the. I already enjoy Star Wars. Right. But, um, yeah. Do 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 do, do episode six. Right, just you know. Yeah, just remake it. Just remake it. Look, all right. It's fine. Just do what you did with that one web series and just animate it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why? Why is David Lynch just such a such a treasure? He's so great. He's so old. Now. I'm I'm afraid he's gonna die. <laughs> I hope he gets to make something else. I do too. Something that's not Twin Peaks season four because I don't want a season four. Me either. I think it's perfect the way like, it ended. It's the way it ended is just there. It's like there. Great. Fantastic. Could he do a season four? Somehow. He sure, would find totally. a way. You probably I don't could want do that, a season though. four. Like, like, I have to go back and watch The Return. Me too. Because it's just... I've only right. seen it the one time whenever it was airing. Yeah, then then we talked about it. Like I remember, man, I remember when that was airing because it's always on Sunday nights. Oh. And yeah. I would have to be in work every Monday morning at like like five. Yep. But like they didn't air till like nine ten o'clock. <laughs> whenever the airtime was for the return. So I went in with like no sleep. But I was like, I don't care, Twin Peaks. 
we need to do it. We need to force Chewie to watch season three. Yes, we need to force him to actually watch it, so then he'll stop saying it's bad. <laughs> well, because he he dropped off at episode seven. Episode eight's the best one. But, yeah. <laughs> episode eight is like what the fuck. <laughs> It's one of the weirdest pieces of television that I've ever seen. And it's great. See, so I like good. the same thing he says about season three. I say about the uh, fire walk with me. And he doesn't understand oh, yeah. why I don't like fire walk with me. Oh, oh, oh okay. I did not know that you didn't like fire walk with me. It's just. How do I put it? Like, I can see what Lich is trying to do. Yeah. With, like the information. I just feel like it was not presented the way it should have, I guess. Oh, totally. Yeah. Look, I Look, I'm going to admit, right, when they're in the in the fucking whorehouse, that entire scene, I just kind of fast forward cuz nothing was happening. Oh, yeah. I was like, this is like 15 minutes just them in the whorehouse and just boobies. I'm just like, where's I want to get on with the plot, please. Yeah. And I'm, there's I'm David here for Bowie. One yeah. <laughs> David Bowie scenes are great. Remember how in season three, David Bowie's a giant tea kettle? <laughs> Don't spoil it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's not a spoiler. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what they're supposed to do with that information if they haven't seen Twin Peaks. Because, like, that happened after he died, so they got, like, the impressionist to do it, and they just made him a giant tea kettle. <laughs> it's just... Yeah. It's like, they did, like, weird stuff because people had already died, like... Uh, the guy that played Major Briggs died in like 2006. Mm-hmm. And uh, that one guy who was in the Red Room, the uh, the midget. He oh, that was, was because because that's yeah, because of his uh, contract or whatever. Yeah. Also, I think that that guy was an asshole. He was because they wouldn't give him his pay, so he went off saying like David Lynch murdered his best friend and raped his daughter or something. Yeah, something like that. And so they just made him a tree. <laughs> I just love it. Right. They claimed uh, right. he just evolved. <laughs> yeah. It's like, man, I'm just remembering the weirdest stuff from season three, like One Punch Man. <laughs> British One Punch Man. <laughs> Holy shit, like, I forgot. <laughs> he comes in to save the day. <laughs> or the, the fact that they renamed the giant the Fireman. Yeah, I like which that. Which is one of my favorite screenshots from, I think it's, do you, I think it's hold on. I think it's ominous whoosh. You follow yes, it on yes. Twitter because it's just just a random screenshots. He's like yeah. the fireman told me to come here. I'm like out of context. This is great. Oh man. Oh, because because was that oh, what episode was that? I'm trying to remember now. Because it just got really weird seeing all the characters just be old. Man, man, snake. Snake became a car salesman. The Fonz became a cop. Uh, the, I forget his name. Jacoby, Jacoby became like Alex Jones. I fucking love that. Shove your way out of the shit. <laughs> the golden shovel. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm, I'm just remembering when we watched like Twin Peaks season one for the first time. As yeah, group. I remember that. And we just kept making jokes. Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't think of it without any other way. With, with ours for Raincoke. <laughs> yeah, because it, I think we had all played Deadly Premonition. Deadly Premonition. So it's all started. I can't remember why. 
But I was like, man, I'm sure he watched this. And this is back when I had my old Twitter handle, and she was like, yeah, I want to watch it too. I want to see how much like twin, like uh, Deadly Premonition. So we started watching it, then like you hopped on, someone else hopped on. We all just kind of watched it. And we had like a really weird schedule to watch this at. Yeah, I <laughs> remember of that. the time zones. Because Chewie lives in fucking hungry. Yeah, Wait for this I... man to wake up. Hold on, I'll be back. I have to get a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the haircut delay. The haircut delay. And then I just remembered, like, we're sitting there, we're watching it. We just hear, like, this noise happen. I'm like, was that a seal? No, that was my dad sneezing, but we do have a pet seal. I'm like, Chewie, what the fuck's going on at your house? You have a pet seal. That's how it is in Hungry. I, I guess. I All right, well, I think that's going to do it for this episode of the 4 a.m. Boys. As always, I've been Brent. I've been Andrew. And we will see you next time, wherever 4 a.m. happens. I I hope it's the Black Lodge. Hopefully. Or not hopefully, because the Black Lodge is the bad place. That means next podcast we got to talk backwards the whole time, and i got (laughs) to... Oh, no. Oh, that would be fucking terrible. No, it's every, hold on, every fourth word would have to be backwards, because remember, the ring finger is the spiritual finger. Mm-hmm, yeah, 4, 4 a.m., okay. Oh, oh see, mm-hmm, word. It's like poetry, it rhymes.
Thank you. 